Hello from wherever you're listening and welcome to the Squadcast, the podcast from London voice agent Voice Squad. Whether you're a voice artist, audio artist, an industry professional, or you're just simply curious about the voice world, the audio world, the Squadcast is here to give you an insight into the often mysterious world and the workings of a voice agency. I'm David John, professional voiceover, audio artist, dubbing director and equity audio counsellor. And each week I'll be interviewing actors, producers and various movers and shakers from within the voiceover industry. We begin this week, of course, with the person most qualified to tell us about running a voice agency, voice squad owner, Mr. Neil Conridge. Welcome, Mr. Conridge. Ah, hello there. (laughs) So we just want to ask you a few questions about life as a voice agent. And obviously we'll talk to people who are actors with your agency and producers after that. But sure. to give us a flavour, um, first of all, why why you decided to start a podcast, The Squadcast? Uh, good question. Um, we decided, uh, we've always done a blog with a website and that's uh, that's been quite successful. We've had quite a lot of uh, interaction with people commenting on it and, you know, finding it interesting. And we just felt it was the next logical thing to do. Podcasts are still quite new um, Mm. um, because they deal with audio, which is what we do. It it seemed a logical uh, extension. Um, And hopefully, you know, these will provide um, a bit of fun and an interesting platform and also, you know, to show what we do and and how we do it. Mm. So uh, before you started Voice Squad, the squad, which I think is... Nearly 20 years ago? Is it is. It? It's going to be 20 years in January, David. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Um, you you acted. You were an actor. You did theatre, film and telly. Um, Indeed, yeah. I left drama school in 1983, yeah. uh, set up this business in um, 2000. So, yeah, in, in that period, I was, uh, yeah, it's just a working actor. And I got mm-hmm. into voiceover quite early on in my career, uh, which was great because I was a good sight reader and um, I really enjoyed it. And it was quick and... Um, you know, and it gave it gave me a very good living. Um, I decided to set up Voice Squad because I was looking for an additional thing. Uh, it's just that I, I found as an actor, I wasn't really in control over my life. I was always, uh, people were always giving me work, but I, I had no control over that. Yeah. I think it's only when you get to the top of the profession um, as an actor, and very few are like that, that you can have some sort of control. Mm. Um, also, I came from business family. And an opportunity came up with a friend who had a um, a voiceover agency, but for foreign artists. Yeah, which you still do as part of Voice Squad. You've got a lot of foreign artists. Indeed, yeah. yeah. So we set up the business together. Uh, I brought in people I knew, and it was very good. Um, unfortunately, we sort of, you know, after a while, we decided to part ways. I brought him out. Yeah. And I've been running it since uh, myself from 2001 onwards. Wow. So how did you find the transition between leaving acting behind, becoming an agent? Um, surprisingly, it's, it was, it was, it's kind of seamless. I come, because I come from a business family, I was used to sort of dealing with figures and, yeah. and everything else. And, and also because I'm still in the business, because I'm still in um, the same business I was in before, um, I kind of related to it and I found it very easy. And then I suddenly realised after a while, because I kept acting and voicing the voiceover, the agency going at the same time yeah. I suddenly realised that I was enjoying the agenting so much I didn't want to act anymore yeah. and once you've done that once you've lost the hunger you can't do it that's anymore. right it takes so, over yeah. exactly so yeah. I've, I've stuck to an agent ever since Yeah. so um, for people who don't know or are interested 
day of day in the life of a voice agent. Give us a kind of idea <laughs> of how your days pan out. It starts early. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. So um, yeah, we start at nine, um, and literally, it's it's a bombardment of <laughs> phone calls or emails. Yeah. Um, from that time onwards, right the way through the day. Right, and that's inquiries for actors and different uh, projects? And... For voiceover artists, yes, uh, either in English language or foreign language. Right. We have um, 100 um, plus uh, exclusive uh, English uh, English language artists, which includes yeah. Americans, Australians, yeah. as well as in, uh, British nationals. Um, we also have 600 foreign artists um, providing a variety of languages. Wow, yeah. that's a lot. So... What do you think the, the common misconceptions? So for voice actors yeah. and agents as well. I mean, um, in the in the kind of the community of the industry. I don't think there are. Any, I'm not sure about misconceptions. I'm not sure if that's the right word. I, I think the um, the difference between a voice agent and a theatrical agent yeah. is immense. Mm. Um, we're quite niche. We only do the one thing. That's yeah. all we do. We do a, an enormous variety within voicing. Um, but we don't have the we don't have the range that the theatrical agents do. Uh, so we have completely different contacts. Yeah. Um, apart from that, it's quite similar. I mean, with the voices, it's quite personal management. You know, I sort out any problems. I sort of try and always do the best deal. Everything's you know, I want it to be fair and yeah. and uh, and also transparent. And I think most agents are the same for all their clients. Yeah, I guess it's it's quicker, isn't it? The voice world. It's than the very quick. Agent. We can, we yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, quite often a theatrical. Booking, uh, say a theatre booking, will be advised for two months ahead. Yeah. Um, you know, depending on artist availability, a voiceover can be uh, an hour ahead. Yes. Uh, we quite often get, can you get someone to the studio by 10? Yeah, uh, so it's quick know. action and Absolutely. trying to find out who's available. Yeah. But the jobs are much shorter, they're only for an hour yeah, or less. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. And actors have to be, I guess, you really want them to be answering their phone when you call to say they, can you be there in two hours absolutely and, yeah. and yeah. not only that the most important thing for us is diary yes so uh, you need to have know. we have to know availability, availability yeah. uh, because if we suggest someone for a job they have to be available and i get very very upset yeah if it looks uh, bad on the whole agency it, exactly yeah. yes yes yeah. if i suggest an artist and they're suddenly unavailable it makes me look a fool yeah and i really dislike that quite intensely. sure yeah. yeah so with voice squad you kind of concentrate on taking on professional trained actors that's correct we um we we don't really have anything else um i i because, possibly because of my background as an actor i like taking on other actors because i think they've earned the right for it they've trained for three years they've worked very very hard yeah um worked in theater and telly or whatever exa- exactly yeah. you know and they're experienced they know how it works i i don't tend to take on presenters because i think there are specific presenter agencies and they're very good for that also yeah. uh, with an actor, they bring a sense of reality to a read, um, which a lot of people who haven't been trained uh, yeah. find difficult. They struggle to do, Exactly, yeah, yeah. yes. And of course, a lot of your... The voiceover tag covers yeah. a whole kind of range of work, which often requires acting as a skill. Uh, absolutely. I mean, we do a huge amount of... Um, of uh, what we call ADR, which is film dubbing, yeah. which is all improvised. Yeah. Um, so they have to be able to think on their feet very quickly and make a... a a scene which they've only just seen for the, that second, completely real. Yeah. And that's a real skill. Same, we do an enormous amount of audio books. Yeah. You have to be skilled to do an audio book. Yeah, to take on a character. Is, to yeah. take on uh, several different characters different, yeah. in different tones, styles and yeah. accents. Yeah. And that's, you know, um, really only actors are properly trained enough to do that. Yeah. So since you started Voice Squad, 
Yeah, nearly 20 years. Yeah. Have you noticed a lot of changes in the industry? Huge amounts of changes. Mm. When, when we first started, everything was uh, kind of analogue. I mean, people still had uh, cassette right. tapes. Wow. Uh, and that's how we would send them out. And that they got replaced with uh, CDs, which are great because they were much lighter and much simpler. And you, was, you could also have more on a CD. Yeah. Um, but now it's all digital, which means we can send, rather than biking a tape round urgently, costing us an absolute fortune, we can send stuff by via email immediately. Yeah. Even that's changed now. We always used to send people's reels by email, but now we actually just deliver them from our website. Sure. So there's a digital print uh, with a signature, mm. and we just um, we just send a link, and that's it. It's, yeah. it's all in seconds. It's so much quicker. And that I guess that's the same for something like the audiobook industry. 20 years ago, it was... Made for cassette and sold on cassette, wasn't Indeed. it? Indeed, now, now it's all downloadable. Absolutely, yeah, which is a revolution for right. audio. Absolutely, yeah. it's it's space has been created and a market has been created, yeah. and people are really, really into audiobooks, which they can download. Yeah, and and audio drama. I mean, and we do a lot of audio drama multi reads, which is also downloadable. People yeah. listen on the phone. And, yeah, indeed. Yeah. So, how do you, as an agent, balance the needs of the client and the needs of the voiceover artist? Well. To get more work, we have to um, be seen to meet the client's needs. Yeah, sure. So we provide the right voice for the right job, yeah. for the right fee. Right. That works very well. But I've always got my artists first. I always try to get them the best fee um, that I can, you know, for them. Uh, some artists are better known. They command a, a slightly higher fee. Sure. Most artists are on a similar sort of fee. But if you're just out of drama school, you, you, you know, you're not really going to earn the same as somebody who's been in the business 30 years. Yeah, and you has wouldn't an expect name. to. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so they deserve that. So it is, it is a balance. Um, but most of the time it seems to work quite well. Yeah. Mm. So we, we talked about the changes since you started. What do you see coming down the line? I mean, are there any big changes that you think I mean, how do you predict what's going to happen next? Ah, I wish I had a crystal ball, day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yes, that's a good one. Um, I don't know. I, I think 5G might uh, might change things because that's going to make things massive. You can be able to stream so much quicker. Right. So much more you can get online. We've gone from doing DVDs to just doing online stuff for corporate work. So I think that's that's going to go even further. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's, again, it's just the digital side is massive and it's only going to get bigger. Mm, and, and, and now I think you do a lot of recordings where... You know, someone can be in one country, someone can be in an opposite continent while doing a voiceover being listened to by someone. That's correct. We used to, when we first started, the whole point was we could get an artist into studio in London. Yeah. Everything else was very difficult. Now everything is in, is global. Yeah. So if we have an artist that's working in Sweden, uh, we just get them into studio there. Yeah. Uh, if we have, uh, I've just we've just been doing a job for Indonesia. It's not a problem. There's a studio in Jakarta. Yeah. You know. So they listen down the line and can exactly. be directed from yeah. wherever. It used yeah. to be with ISDN, uh, but now you can just do it digitally. With... And and you have to organise the kind of timing so you've got exactly the client yeah. that's, listening that's, at the right that's, time. That's yeah. the hardest. That's the hardest thing. Obviously in Europe it's not really a problem because the time difference so is minimal. Just an hour. So with West Coast America. You know, you've got to get them in the studio first thing in the morning, otherwise yeah. they're not going to be able to listen. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So, I've uh, got a little list of questions here. Oh dear, yes. Quick fire questions, oh, yes, just for a bit yeah. of fun. Yeah. So, cat person or dog person? Dog person, definitely. I've got a I've got a basset called Bob, who's the uh, office mascot and is very <laughs> well known around here. 
Doesn't answer the phone yet, but... No, but that, he's good at, that day he's may come. Good at barking at it. Yeah, good at barking. Yeah. Uh, Favourite ice cream flavour? Oh, pistachio. 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 Uh, right, movies. Favourite movie of all time? Ah, that's a tough one. I, I think probably one. Godfather 1 and 2. Yes. It's just, <laughs> if I can have two. I mean, the, you know, one and the other. And if you just, had to choose, yeah. yeah. Difficult, it's difficult, maybe two. Or, yeah, uh, I, I think with those, it's just the acting is superb. So the writing good. is superb. The directing is superb. Everything yeah. is brilliant about yeah. it. You know, it's just, yeah. it's a joy to watch, even though some of it is terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, theatre. What's yes. the last thing you saw in the theatre? The last thing I saw, I think I went to see Fiddler on the Roof uh, ah. in town, which had come from the Mernier Chocolate Factory, uh, which was lovely. I don't really know why we picked it. We just thought we'd fancied something a bit of fun. And it was tremendous. Yeah. Absolutely tremendous. It was a joy. Good night out. It was a great night out. Yeah, great yeah. singing, great dancing. You know, yeah. I, remember, I remember when I was a kid, you know, seeing it on TV. Yeah, um, so do I. Topol, uh, wasn't it? And uh, Topol yeah. played yeah. it and I yeah. sang. I knew all the tunes. <laughs> I was singing to myself as the show was going on without with most of the audience, I think. So, last one, favourite place in London? Favourite place in London? Uh, I spend a lot of time on Hampstead Heath because of the mm. dog. And I love it. I love it for the views and I love it because it's local to me and I love it because it's a beautiful, beautiful place, especially at this time of year in spring. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. So, we'll leave it there. Thanks for talking to us. It's a pleasure. Um, next week, we'll be talking to Game of Thrones actor and, of course, esteemed voice squad artist... James Faulkner. Um, hopefully he'll be telling us about his career as an actor and a voiceover, an audio artist, and we'll ask him about the skills it takes to be a successful voice artist. So you can find out anything else you want to find out about Voice Squad. Listen to our artists by visiting the website, which is voicesquad.com. Of course, feel free to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, the Squadcast, then do subscribe, rate us uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Squadcast is a Voice Squad limited production hosted by David John, devised by Mr Neil Comrich. It was produced and edited by Emma Samuel. If you've got any questions about us, about the Squad, about Voice Squad, please visit our site or you can always email voices at voicesquad.com.